International rugby coverage on the Country Sport Breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. Joining us on the show this morning out of France, I think he's uh, at an airport picking up his children, we'll say bonjour to New Zealand Herald rugby writer Gregor Paul. Bonjour, Gregor. Bonjour. Hasn't it been an interesting uh, few days in, in rugby in that part of the world where you are in England and in Wales with the changing of uh, the coaches? Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and I'm glad that I was up in this part of the world to see it all, all playing out because uh, certainly the England move uh, to fire Eddie Jones with whatever we've got, what, 10 months left before a World Cup here in France has genuinely surprised me. I didn't think they would do that. I, I know he's been battling. I know he's been there for a while, and this has been a bit of an ongoing saga, whether to keep him or whether to pin him. But to get this close to World Cup, like it's definitely high-risk territory, and it is potentially high-reward territory as well. But it's not in the English blood system or the RFU's DNA, I suppose, to, to necessarily take risks of that nature. So that's caught everyone a wee bit by surprise, I think. The Welsh one is probably a wee bit more predictable because I think they've been battling for longer. Um, but look, I'm a, a bit curious as to the choice that they've made to replace Wayne Pivak. It's definitely going backwards, in a sense, to a guy that coached them for a very long period of time, which I get. But they've given him a five-year contract, effectively, which I'm a wee bit surprised about. And, of course, England haven't yet announced who's going to be their full-time coach, have they? No, and that's where the port really does get uh, quite intriguing, doesn't it? Because the, the, the local clamouring here in, or in this part of the world is that there's a, a chap, Steve Borthwick, used to captain England, went to Japan, uh, coached as an assistant with Eddie Jones in Japan, and then was with Eddie initially with England before he left a wee while back, maybe a year or two ago, to go and be a club coach for Leicester. Everyone felt he was taking that opportunity with Leicester so he could prepare himself to take over as head coach from Eddie. Now, it's happened a year earlier. Uh, I think if, it, if this was going on after the World Cup, as it was intended, then I think everyone would be thinking uh, Steve would be the guy. But he's contracted to Leicester. He's in the middle of a campaign. Uh, and the fact that they haven't been able to announce two things at the same time, i.e. Eddie being fired and a replacement coming does create a little bit of interest for me as to, uh, look, is Razor, I guess that's your next question, is, is Razor in the frame? Well, look, clearly they've talked to him. They've openly talked to him. He's, he's put it out there that he's interested in coaching an international rugby team, be it New Zealand, be it England, be it Scotland, be it whoever. So there's got to be an outside possibility that England are about to give us the even bigger shock horror moment and turn around and go, oh, by the way, we're also hiring this guy called Scott Robertson to coach us at the World Cup. Ooh, it's going to be an interesting week, I think. Oh, the other thing I just want to touch on is you wrote an article for the New Zealand Herald website and the Herald yesterday about rugby lesson from the FIFA World Cup. And one of the things I picked up on that article was the fact that, interestingly enough, the rules of football have barely changed in 100 years, but the rules of rugby change every season virtually, don't they? So it makes it quite complicated. Ah. <laughs> uh, Look, and it's not only do they change every season, but they change from a really convoluted and detailed 100-page law book to begin with. Whereas, you know, football, really, once you've worked out how you're offside in football, which isn't really that difficult to do, and you're not allowed to handle the ball as an outfield player, jeepers, that's it. That's the game right there. It's a, it's no wonder they call it the beautiful game. It's so simple. And, you know, you could drop an alien in from anywhere in the world to come and watch this thing, and they would work it out pretty quickly. 
and and if you if you wind the clock back and we had a time machine and we went back to the 1930 World Cup, football would look exactly the same, other than the VAR, which is a bit maddening because they're trying to rip their own game up with that way. But <laughs> but that's the thing is that they've got that really simple. Everyone can follow this. It's really easy to get into it. rugby. Jeepers, imagine trying to, if you've never played the game and you're from a country that doesn't have a team that really plays, and we said, right, work out what's going on here. I mean, never going to happen in a million years. I mean, I've played, written about it, watched it, and even now I look at it and go, no idea what just happened there. I do not know why that's a penalty. That wasn't a penalty last week, but it is this week. Yeah, And you kind of go, hmm, losing interest quite quickly. Yeah, rugby certainly hasn't been able, as you said in the article, to spread the word, to, to spread its gospel the way football has. I mean, I'm I'm loving the Football World Cup here because I'm in the right, I'm in the right time zone <laughs> and it is my sort of first choice sport growing up in this part of the world. Uh, but it's been fantastic. We've seen, you know, shock results. Germany not through, Belgium not through, Morocco are through the final eight. I mean, Morocco making the final eight is a bit like, I don't know, Uruguay making the semi-finals of the Rugby World Cup. You know, it's kind of, it, it, it's crazy, but it happens. Uh, and, and it's because they've got a standard of football that, you know, that, that looks pretty similar in Africa to it does in South America to how it does in Europe. And we don't have that in rugby yet. We've got maybe four or five teams will be coming here to France next year, genuinely capable of winning it. And that's probably the same four or five teams that have always been yeah. capable of winning it. Yeah, certainly um, uh, they could take a leaf out of uh, football's book, that's for sure. I don't think they will, but uh, they could. Hey, Gregor, uh, we'll let you get away and have safe travels. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Au revoir.